0: Chapter 23 of Thrilling Narratives of Mutiny, Murder, and Piracy. This is the LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellery Davidson. Thrilling Narratives of Mutiny, Murder, and Piracy by Anonymous. Chapter 23 Fate of Seven Sailors Who Were Left on the Island of Saint Maurice. The Dutch who frequented the northern regions during the more favorable season of the year, in pursuit of the whale fishery, became desirous of ascertaining the state of different places while winter prevailed. Various opinions were entertained concerning this subject, and astronomers wished to have their sentiments regarding certain natural phenomena either realized or controverted. Besides, a more important object was concealed under these ostensible reasons namely whether the establishment of permanent colonies in the most remote parts of greenland was practicable a proposal was therefore promulgated through the greenland fleet for seven seamen to offer to remain a winter in saint maurice's island and also for other seven to winter in spitzbergen we are not acquainted with the inducements held forth But it is probable that little hesitation ensued for we find a party prepared to winter at the different places specified nearly about the same period seven of the stoutest and ablest men of the fleet having accordingly agreed to be left behind their comrades sailed from saint maurice's isle on the twenty sixth of august sixteen thirty three the people two days afterwards shared half a pound of tobacco to which they restricted themselves as a weekly allowance at this time there was no night and the heat of the sun so powerful through the day that they pulled off their shirts and sported on the side of a hill near their abode great abundance of sea-gulls frequented the island and the seamen made a constant practice of seeking for vegetables growing there for salad towards the end of september the weather began to be tempestuous and in the earlier part of october their huts were so much shaken by violent storms of wind that their nightly rest was interrupted But they did not resort to firing until the ninth of that month. About a week subsequent, two whales were cast ashore, and the seamen immediately endeavored to kill them with harpoons, lances, and cutlasses, but the tide flowing enabled them to escape. As winter advanced, bears became so numerous that the people durst scarce venture abroad from their huts towards night, but in the daytime some were occasionally killed, which they roasted several of these animals were so strong however that they would run off after being shot through a great many gulls were also seen on the seaside which retired every night to the mountains their usual place of retreat the first of january sixteen thirty four was ushered in with dark and frosty weather the seamen after wishing each other a happy new year and good success in their enterprise went to prayers two bears approached very near their huts but the darkness of the day and the depth of the snow rendered it impossible to take them not long afterwards the seamen were more successful and having shot one dragged it into a hut where they skinned it from the first of february these animals became very shy and were seldom seen in the month of march all the people were attacked by scurvy owing to the scarcity of fresh provisions and their spirits sunk with the progress of the disease Only two were in health on the 3rd of April, while the rest were extremely ill. Two pullets were at their request killed for them, no more being left, and as their appetites were pretty good, the others entertained hopes of their convalescence. The whole seldom left their hut to examine the appearance of the sea or the surrounding country, but on the 15th they observed four whales in a neighboring bay. The clerk was now very ill and died on the 16th, whereupon the surviving mariners invoked heaven to have mercy on his soul and also on themselves for they suffered severely no fresh provisions whatever were left and they daily grew worse partly from want of necessary articles and partly from the excessive cold even when in health they could scarce keep themselves in heat by exercise and when sick and unable to stir from their huts that remedy was at an end disease made rapid progress among these unfortunate people so that on the twenty third not more than one individual could give an account of the rest which is done in these words of his journal we are by this time reduced to a deplorable state none of my comrades being able to help himself much less another the whole burden therefore lies on my shoulders and i shall perform my duty as well as i am able so long as it pleases god to give me strength i am just now about to assist our commander out of his cabin he thinks it will relieve his pain for he is struggling with death the night is dark and wind blowing from the south meantime the dutch who repaired in the summer season to greenland became impatient to learn the fate of the seven men left in the isle of st maurice some of the seamen got into a boat immediately on their arrival on the fourth of june sixteen thirty four and hastened towards the huts yet from none of the others having come to the seaside to welcome them they presaged nothing good and accordingly found that all the unfortunate men had breathed their last the first as has been seen expired on the sixteenth of april sixteen thirty four and his comrades having put his body in a coffin deposited it in one of the huts the remainder were conjectured to have died about the beginning of may from a journal kept by them expressing that on the twenty-seventh of april they had killed their dog for want of fresh provisions and from its termination on the last of this month near one of the bodies stood some bread and cheese on which the mariner had perhaps subsisted immediately preceding his decease a box of ointment lay beside the cabin of another with which he had rubbed his teeth and joints and his arm was still extended towards his mouth a prayer-book which he had been reading also lay near him each of the men was found in his own cabin the commodore of the greenland fleet having got this melancholy intelligence Ordered the six bodies to be put into coffins, and, along with the seventh, deposited beneath the snow. Afterwards, when the earth thawed, they were removed and interred on Saint John's Day under a general discharge of the cannon of the fleet. Chapter twenty three.